I'm James Waller. I'm Marissa Hoskins. And this is the Teaching It Real podcast. This week on Teaching It Real, we're going to be trying something a little bit different. Our guests this week are students who have asked to remain anonymous. They're high school students that want to share what's real about their education. Things they like, things they don't like, things they can't stand. We want to hear the truth from students, and we don't always take the time to listen to them. Today, we will. Here on Teaching It Real, we're listening to students keeping it real. So we're going to share with us today some of the things that they think are wrong with education. So if you'd like to get started, guys. So I think one of the biggest problems with uh, school is the importance of grades over like performance. And regardless of how many times people and teachers say that, like, I mean, grades are important, but they do say that uh, they ha- grades have much more of an importance in school rather than the performance. So, yeah. Uh, Do you think that that is something that comes from your teachers and the way they uh, stress the importance of grades? Or do you think that's something that's more uh, self-inflicted, that students are more worried about grades and maybe the teachers aren't deep down, are are not that worried about it? What, What do you think? I think that every teacher has a different perspective, but I think that it's become a culture in every school to sort of have grades over performances. Nobody listens to practicality. There's very seldom that a teacher tells you about being practical, being street smart, which is really important in today's world. Half of today's entrepreneurs, they're street smart. Biggest examples, Mark Zuckerberg, all of them on top. They don't go for education. They didn't complete their education, but they're at a level which maybe we should learn from and inspire from. But that doesn't really happen very often. And it's also like, it's not just teachers, but it's also um, this like, unknown competition between students like it's not something you really talk about but you it's more like both intrinsic that you do want to better yourself and you want to get better grades it may be like personal but like you might improve on a personal level but you get so personally I get so demotivated when I realize that when I start comparing myself to my peers and realize that I'm not on the same level that's like pretty honest but that doesn't seem like something you're supposed to do now For you guys, just to give you a little bit of background, we're at an international school, so that's a little bit of a different context than being in a public school or being in Canada. So do you find that, because the students are from so many diverse backgrounds, do you find your families play a role in the emphasis on grades and performance in the classroom? Uh, I've also been in a local school in Hong Kong, and then I transferred to an international school. But the thing is that, yes, families still do have an effect, but... At the end of the day, you're spending over half of the day at school. So that's what's going to matter the most. Your peers, your teachers, your principal, everybody who's around you, they're going to have a motto. They're going to have an influence on you. So I think that's the thing that matters the most. And you spoke a little bit about motivation and feeling demotivated because of the emphasis on marks. And I think that's, uh, for, for teachers, it's challenging to make sure our students are engaged and motivated. And we can tell it's, it's not always the case. So give us your perspective. When you come in to school in the morning, um, are you coming in ready to learn? Are you coming in tired? Are you preoccupied by something that's going on in your personal life? Or at what point do you become disengaged from a lesson when you come to school? Uh, I think obviously everyone comes to school like a bit tired. And it obviously has to do with like school starting so early in the morning. But that's just like a whole other conversation. (laughs) But uh, it's just that 
people students just feel very demotivated because of it's not just one class you have to worry about you have other classes and you have like extracurriculars and teams and like your future to worry about we're grade 11 so I like fixate over like my future and I keep like contemplating what I'm going to be doing in my life in the future I personally have an experience because uh, I do a part-time job and I have to do a, a big part of my life is sports and then when I come to school, yes, I still do focus on studies. But what like demotivates me is that when somebody tells me that one thing holds the importance over the other, that that's what just sets me off. I think everything should be set equal. Everybody has their own approach to their things and they want their own future. They want their own career. So nobody should set standards for them. Everybody shouldn't look for what their own look for their own path. So we had had a really good conversation in class today about how there's an over-influence on or emphasis on academics as opposed to looking at different career pathways. And traditionally in schools kind of teach you to go towards the university route. But we had talked about today, right, guys, how there are multiple pathways that you can take. So what do you think are some of the solutions for school to improve? And as you just said, about having equally emphasizing academics and sports. So, you know, what do you think schools could do to improve in this way? So, uh, wait. Yeah, I would go first. I think that we notice a lot in this school that we have, uh, we do not have maybe subjects that l put us on a path for our careers. Maybe we should have more subjects that l teach us about careers. Maybe that something, they give us like different indications toward life. They say, they give us like examples of universities, not studying in universities, only high school. They give us different choices. And so we know we have like, we have choices. We have a variety of choices to choose from. So that really helps. And also it's so overwhelming to think about school after school and then you have a job. And that like, um, like we could, as, as students has said, uh, we could have courses, uh, we could have courses such as like, um, yeah, careers that talk about like real life experiences that would help us like help us see what the world is like outside because there, there's there been like so many conversations about like school not teaching us about like taxes and the, the more like real world things because I'm not going to be using quadratics in my daily life. There's a good uh, song about that on the new J. Cole record, in case anybody's a uh, fan of that. Brackets, and they talk about education and um, what maybe we should be teaching the youth about to prepare them for their lives. Um, so that's really interesting about how it impacts you um, as a whole, about your priorities and the way you structure your life. Um, but what about the classroom specifically? What to you is a sign of a good teacher who's going to engage you, get the most out of you, and prepare you for the future? What what makes a good teacher to you? I think a good teacher is somebody who doesn't start off by teaching. They start off by making a conversation. They start talking to students. I think if we're talking right now and we're learning and we're expressing ourselves, I think that's the best way to learn and interact. When you interact, you're going to give out more opinions. You're going to learn about each other, which I think that's the best way of teaching, not just straightforward, just giving out the context. And also, like, integrating... Uh, topics and it's not always about like theories they like teachers could always integrate these theories and like more syllabus related lessons in conversations and I think that a teacher could always um like the teacher could always um you know go go ahead and have have this more like 
a friendly relationship with their students. It's not it obviously it's not like you can be best friends, but you can always like come forth towards your students as being like I'm approachable. You can come to me whenever you need to. I think in this day and age where everything is like so modern, we have to accept that maybe teachers and students they need to have a relationship where because we know it's it's the most important thing in the world right now with education, you know. So they need to have an understanding between each other. They have to be like friends. It's like almost a, it's a must right now. You need to be friends. You have to understand each other. So we've got a question for you. So then on that note, what makes a bad teacher? That's right. And teach it real on this one. We want to be real about it. We said that you would be honest with us. And now's the time. <laughs> what makes a teacher a bad teacher to you? I think a bad teacher comes from like, it's kind of the part of the student too. We can't always blame the teacher because they come into the education career wanting to better students' lives and wanting to teach people. And sometimes you provoke a bad teacher because of like a student's, yeah, a student's behavior or like their interaction. But I think what really, cause like you have to realize that we're like, we're still kids and that we're still like figuring things out and that we might not see the world the way teachers see the world. And it's just that we we know that procrastination is bad. We know that we need to hand in our assignments on time. But then we don't want the pressure of, like, we... It, se it seems, like, demanding, asking that we don't want to be constantly reminded, but also we're not doing anything about it. I think that a bad teacher will be one who does not have passion for its job. Because I think teaching, te teaching is a job that requires a lot of passion. I've been in local school, international school. I've experienced teachers who get, who have a lot of passion for teaching the kids and they really like create a relationship among themselves. And then there are teachers who just do their job for the check, you can say. Mm -hmm. They're just teaching and going away. Well, we wanted to say so thank you guys so much for sharing your insights and coming on this episode. And I ho think teachers hopefully will find this very valuable. And if there are any teachers that are kind of questioning their own practices, hopefully this gives them some insight into things that they can do in the classroom to help improve and to engage you more and help you guys become more passionate about the learning process. Yeah, and I think uh, one of the big takeaways from this uh, for us is that we should be listening to our students more. We should be asking questions like this to our students more, not just on a podcast or on a platform like this, but in the classroom. I mean, why not engage students? As you guys said, the relationship is, is what makes it work for you. And when I asked you about what makes a bad teacher, you didn't blame anybody or point out any sort of attributes of a teacher. You said it was more about the fit. It was about a bad relationship. And that says a lot to me. I was, I'm glad you said that instead of just Mr. Waller is what makes a bad teacher. Um, so uh, anyway, I, I want to thank you guys as well uh, for your time today. Hopefully the teachers listening to this are going to take that to heart and go ask their students some questions after. Uh, and as always, keep teaching it real. Thanks, guys. <laughs>